Hello, and welcome to the Anyone Can Change podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. For the first 20 years of my adult life, I lived a life that I thought I should live. I married the man, we had the kids, I had the career, we had all the things. However, most of the time I felt sad, unfulfilled and lost. At 28, I was diagnosed with depression and panic disorder. And as it turns out, this was one of the greatest gifts of my life because that was the time I first fell in love and became obsessed with human behavior. Why do we do the things we do and how can we change it? This podcast is going to be a place where I share everything from my years of study and experience with my hundreds of clients and thousands of hours to serve you, to give you what you need so that you can create the change that you have long been desiring. So join me on this journey, mind, body and spirit, so that you can change too. Hello, 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 and welcome to podcast number four. Do you know what I love about these podcasts is that I kind of feel like I'm just with one of my clients because all my, well, I'm not going to say all of them, but there's a large majority of my one-on-one senior management corporate clients that I do over the phone. So it's kind of like the same thing and I love it because I feel like I'm in my zone. So welcome. That's a bit of banter just to get started. Now, today I want to talk about what I think is potentially the most important ingredient to facilitating any change in your life. And that is actually discovering your authenticity. Because so often people want to create change, goals, outcomes, achieve whatever they want to achieve, but from a place of ego. So from a place of materialism or what they think they should have or, you know, uh, like wanting the dream, you know, I should have a house, I should have a happy marriage, I should, I should, I should. So let's stop shooting all over ourselves and actually start to reconnect to who we are on the inside because then we can connect to what we actually want to create, where the change needs to happen. How does that sound, guys? Are we in? Beautiful. Now, this seems like something really super easy. I get that. I get that. And I know that the word um, authenticity is really bandied around a lot. And I've got to be honest, for all my years of study and understanding the brain and behavior, being authentic isn't as easy as it sounds. It just isn't. Because we have this supercomputer between our ears that basically for most of our years has been working against our authenticity because being authentic means being different. Being different means we're unsafe because in our caveman brain, if we're not like everybody else, then we're different. And if we're different, we get eaten by saber toothed tigers and we don't, we don't want that right now. Clearly, clearly we don't have any saber toothed tigers around these days, but our brain, that part of our brain hasn't evolved. So, it's still trying to group us all together. It doesn't want us to be different because if we're different, we don't belong anymore. And not belonging to a tribe means, and I do mean like ancient time tribes, so please don't take it the wrong way. Um, 
it means that if we are not a part of that group, then we will die and because that's how it used to be. Now, when I talk about it being one of the, the primary keys to change, it means that we have to be prepared, willing and able to go on a journey of self-discovery. This isn't something that you just switch on and go, oh, look, I'm me, because let me, let me tell you, I tried that. And it's not, you know, like, don't get me wrong, fake it till you make it totally has its place. However, we must learn who we are on the inside and what lights us up, because these are the clues to our real authenticity. Cool. So why do we want to be authentic? Well, easy, easy question. We want to be authentic. We want to be 100% ourselves because we will feel the happiest, most fulfilled, most loved, most loving, most generous, most abundant human being we can, we can be. That's how we'll feel on the inside when we are 100% authentically ourselves, when we're in our unique design. That's why we want to be authentic. However, how? How do we create this authenticity? Well, we already know it's not a switch. It's not a freaking switch, people. One day it might be, you know. It really might be because of all the tools that are coming into the world now that, you know, seem a bit crazy and out there today. You know, within 10 years from now, it could be very different. And um, our kids certainly won't have the haphazard journey of authenticity and connecting to ourselves that we're having. So what do we have to do? How do we actually become more authentic? Well, first things first is we've got to get really super clear on the identity we've created for ourselves. What does that mean? Well, uh, part of my identity, let's say, is I'm a entrepreneur. I'm a coach. I'm a behavioral strategist and specialist. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I um, am a hot weather person, I'm shit at detail often, I'm really good at human behavior. So all of these beliefs and all of these global beliefs, this makes up part of my identity, my I am, that's my identity. And what happens over the years is that we create that identity. And we don't create it from our heart, from our soul. We create it from our external world. We create it almost by, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Can't think of it. It'll come to me. We, we create it very haphazardly because we're spending most of our time trying not to be rejected, not to miss out on love, not to be criticized instead of coming from a place of I want to feel loved and connected I want to feel um, happy and grateful so what tends to happen is that we're building our identity from an unconscious focus on what we don't want which is a part of our brain it's called the the negativity bias which is a part of that caveman brain that basically wanted to keep us just exactly the same way to keep us safe it's the ego, okay, that critical voice. Now, I am just going to put a little caveat in there about the ego. It gets a lot of bad um, vibes, a lot of trashing the ego. 
I want you to hear me that our ego comes from a good place. It's trying to keep us safe. It's just, it's completely outdated. So Elizabeth Gilbert put it so, so, so perfectly for me in her book, Big Magic. The ego, in her, in her case, she called it fear. It's like she's driving the car and fear or ego is sitting in the passenger seat. And she turns to fear ego and says, you can come along for the journey. Yeah, sure. You can sit over there. You can even have an opinion. You can tell me what you think. You can share your views. We can have a bit of banter. But you can never, ever touch the fucking steering wheel or the brake and and accelerator. That is a no. And this is the way I want you to see your ego. It is ultimately there to help you. However, it is not there to drive your bus. And I would go as far to say that probably 80, 90% of you that are listening to this right now, the ego is driving your bus. The first thing I don't want you to do is to start beating yourself up. The first thing I do want you to do is start focusing on what you want, not what you don't want. See what I did there? Don't do. Woo-hoo. This is where authenticity comes from. Okay. When we build the muscle of our inner being, over our ego muscle. Okay, so you would have already heard me talk about meditation and gratitude, how incredibly important they are, especially meditation, because meditation is the ability to build the muscle of not reacting, building the muscle of being still in chaos. You do not ever have to be perfect at meditation. I'm not perfect at meditation. I've been doing it since I was 28 and I'm 44. I still even said to my husband the other morning, I'm like, bloody hell, I cannot focus on anything right now. And it's because my mind is super full. It also probably means that I need to maybe get another meditation in each day so that I can build the muscle of focus and stillness. Now, How do we discover who we are on the inside? And the first place to sort of start is asking yourself that question in the journal that I know you have because you listened to podcast number two, I believe, is write in your journal, who am I? And write down all the things in there. And you're going to get your identity, a list of your identity. And then I want you to go through that list and I want you to see what it feels like to be each one of those things. And start connecting from your body. Satiate. Is that the word? Satiate it. Okay. Because most of us have a super, super powerful ego. Okay. We, the way we take in information is that it goes through our modalities. Seeing it, hearing it, smelling it, tasting it, um, thinking it. I think that was all of them. Did I say all of them? I did, I think. Now, what has happened is that the feeling um, modality, kinesthetic, which we all are as babies. If we have a situation where the feeling is too much, too painful as a child, we shut it down and we replace it with this other form of processing information called audio digital, which I'm sure most of you understand and know and experience. It's the monkey mind. It's the need to analyze, assess, go through, think it, make sense of it. And overthink everything. It means that what you're doing is you're leading with your primary modality of audio digital. And this means you've built the ego muscle. 
we want you to start to satiate, I believe that's the word, or the be- um, pronunciation, it into your body so that your body can start to teach you what is a thumbs up for you and a thumbs down for you. So get into your journal. Who am I? Get your list. That's your identity. What? How do all of those things feel? What do you want to do about it? Is there something you want to do about it? Do you want to keep it the same? Just get curious. Now, the other thing, and this is often where so many of my clients have a huge challenge and a huge breakthrough. The question is, what lights you up? The answer I most often hear is, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know, dot, dot, dot. And this is because often, as a child, we're not given the space to answer that question for ourselves. So we've never built the habit. We've never built the habit of understanding that it is important for us to feel lit up and inspired. Yep, we can create motivation. However, inspiration, which is intrinsic, motivation is extrinsic, extrinsic. intrinsic motiva- uh, uh, inspiration is always going to drive you forward. So we want to come from learning what is what lights us up, what sparks our joy, what gets us moving. We can always create motivation using the doing, but we're talking about the being right now. Now, often clients will say, oh, I don't know. And I've actually had a number of my one-on-one clients end up in tears because they're like, well, I really don't know what lights me up. I... People tell me all the time I should feel so happy, I should feel so lucky, and I know I should because I have dot, 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 dot. However, the thing is, is that it doesn't matter how much you get out there, how many material things you have, what job, what job title, what relationship, what suburb, car, doesn't matter. None of that matters if it makes you feel shit. It doesn't matter. What matters is getting clear and going on the journey of discovering what lights you up. Now, I hear this so often, right? My experience, just quietly, my experience of all this is I needed to go to Spain and walk 800 plus kilometers to rediscover the answers to these questions. And it was absolutely life-changing. I've had a client recently who she was... You know, she has this story that just, oh my God, it just gets me how she was literally on the bathroom floor staring at her prescription meds, thinking like, really, is this it? And she recently went to Japan and it just, through this process of her, and it it was the question, what lights you up, that really changed her life. And she went to Japan to rediscover who she is and now she's going through the, the rocky but happy and joyful journey of recreating herself here in her life Um, that's the the person that she reconnected to over there and this question of what lights you up can be incredibly challenging for so many people because they just don't know on that note this is what I want you to do I want you to get that journal out and I want you to make some time maybe on the weekend when you've got an hour or two to just Start writing lists of what you like. Start getting your RAS, your reticular activating system, the part of your brain that that controls focus on what lights you up 
instead of all the things on your to-do list, all the things that aren't going right for you. Start building that muscle about the things that light you up because then you literally will find yourself on the bus one day and you will see, I don't know, some graffiti and it'll make you smile because it's funny and all of a sudden you'll notice that life is starting to light you up again because you've switched that RAS from its default mode of the negativity bias in our brain to the mode that you want it on. And that mode needs to be what lights you up. Please do this, people. It will begin to shift how you feel on the inside. And once you shift how you feel on the inside, everything on the outside changes. Now, I've given you a lot of information today. And one of the things I do often say to my one-on-one clients is I really hope I haven't given you a massive information dump and overloaded you because I do tend to do that because that's the way my brain works. I love a lot of information. I love a lot of sense. I love to see how everything works together. So this will be the way that I'm sharing with you mostly on these podcasts. And you'll... and. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed I'm definitely settling in a lot better now. I'm feeling like I'm getting my groove because I'm being more me than I was in the beginning. On that note, I'm going to leave you and I'm going to leave you with three actions. Number one is get that journal. If you haven't bought it already, go buy it, but get that journal out and answer the questions, who am I and what lights me up? And start to reconnect to that feeling in your body. You know that spark that you get when something's exciting or fun and you want to like follow that white rabbit? That's the muscle I want you to start building. Not the AD, you know, analysis paralysis, ego mind, trying to keep you small, trying to keep you safe. We want to get you more into your heart center where it's, 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 it's expansive. That's it for me today. Go and do those actions because listening is not learning. Learning is hearing, taking notes, implementing and experiencing everything that we learn. Okay. And the more fun you can have, the better. So one of the things for me that really makes a huge shift for me is whenever I get out of um, the fun things that I do to get myself in this space is things like surfing. Um, I love to do any sort of water sports and you know, I'm not saying I'm really good at them. It's that I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. So it gets me feeling what lights me up. So go and find those things that light you up. Now I really do have to go. I'm getting the absolute wind up from my little buddy over here. So I trust that today was absolutely valuable for you. And I look forward to seeing you somewhere on the socials and hearing how you went with the implementations that I gave you. Hey everyone, I wanna say a huge thank you for joining me today. I have had so much fun hanging with you lot. Can I ask that you share this podcast with friends and family and colleagues because it'd be super cool if we could share this work with the world, you know, so we can really make a difference, not only to our lives, but the lives of others. So thank you. And you know what? If you want bonus points, it'd be super cool if you leave a review. I would appreciate it. Thanks again. I've loved having you. I'm so looking forward to the next one. And please remember, anyone can change.